When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Touchdown, Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! What's going on, everybody? Sam with Nick here. Titans of Filthy, Music City Miracles. Uh, we just came off a big week. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was late to the game, and I walk in, and next thing you know, we're up 7-0, and we're driving down the field again. And the day just proceeded to be an absolute surprise to me. Mahomes and the Chiefs come in here. It was, was going to be a, a bounce-back game for them. They were going to get their offense rolling. And, Nick, I'm going to tell you, I know you saw it. They couldn't do anything. No, I don't think I don't think I've seen that Chiefs offense um, be as worthless as they were that that day. And it's, I mean, I thought the Titans' offense was going to do well, like they did um, against a weak a weak Chiefs unit. But the defense, with like you know, arguably three out of our four top defensive backs in um, Fulton Hooker and Chris Jackson being off, you know, we had Greg Maven coming off a practice squad and playing hundred percent of the snaps. Like those are the situations that Patrick Mahomes typically feasts on. And you really, I mean, I think everybody kind of had like the big realization that man, this, this pass rush we have now is legit, which is, yeah. which is refreshing after what we had last year, but really that was the difference maker. Like, they the they kept so much pressure on Mahomes that you know he he wasn't able to take advantage of guys like Maven or or Jack Rabbit or other guys that you know typically wouldn't be able to stick with players like Tyreek Hill. So I mean, I kind of under you know I know a lot of Titans fans are like oh why aren't why aren't we you know hearing more love from the national media? But I think in a way we were because it was so no- noteworthy how bad the offense looked to to cause people to be like, what's wrong with the chiefs? Like that's how good the defense played that they got to talking about that. So it wasn't direct praise for the Titans, but like 
the fact that the Chiefs were a headliner for how um, how bad their offense looked, I think, is kind of an indirect way of like saying, you know, how great that defense played. Yeah, you got to take what you can get sometimes, and I feel like in that situation, the only reason they looked that bad, a, I want to applaud our defense for finally doing a good job containing a quarterback. I yep. think I pretty much said it almost every single episode we've, we've had a quarterback that can run. We just do not contain against. We contained Patrick Mahomes. We contained him. And when he got outside, they had we had people after him, and they were getting after it. Great speed by some of these guys on the outside, making big plays, punching the ball out. I mean, Harold Landry, he's playing absolutely bananas. Uh, I saw something uh, – I saw something from Buck where he was talking about uh he's talking about, well, you know, Landry's been able to get the he's been able to get the uh the pressures last year. It's just the whole fact that now our secondary is doing a good enough job. But I gotta be honest with you, man, like I don't know. Like I feel like they're doing such a good job on the way that they're scheming their blitzes and they're scheming their rushes that they're getting back there in a in a better amount of time than they were able they were never able to do last year which is why I think they're having a lot of success. I honestly think that – well, I'll, I'll say two things. The first – there's two things I think that has really turned this defense around. And the first, I think, is Denico Autry. Like, his presence on that line has made such a difference um, just from providing pressure up the middle because that is – you know, in the past – you know, Simmons is a great Simmons is a great player, but I wouldn't say pass rushing is his strength necessarily, especially last year when it was just, um, you know, him and Landry rushing. They could double team Simmons. And at, at that point, you know, he just wasn't able to do much. But having Autry there, like he took, you know, he took Trey Smith to school, like the young rookie, like, you know, reminded him of, of who the vet was and just kind of owned him the whole day. And, you know, having that pressure up the middle and then, Landry coming around the side and, you know, even Dupree got involved. Um, I think that the trickle down effect of having La- of Autry there has just improved that entire line and made everybody better. And then the second person that's made a huge difference is Kevin Byard. I mean, the turnaround from last year to this year has been insane. Like he is, and I, I tweeted this out, he's far and away the best um, safety as rated by pro football focus. Like there's no one, He's in the 90s, and there's no one even in the 80s. Like, he has just been playing out of his mind. And, I, you know, I had also said how I wish, you know, if it'd be great if he could start stacking some more interceptions because he could start, like, making a decent case for Defensive Player of the Year. I think the last safety who did that was Trip Palomalu. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty outlandish for that to think he could, you know, jump someone like Miles Garrett. But just the fact that, like, he's at that level shows, you know, how good he's playing this year. Um, and I really do think, you know, having him back there and at at his full capacity, I mean, that's the guy we signed him to be and him making turnovers, being the general of that defense, you know, telling guys, you know, where they need to be and all that. It's made a huge difference. I don't know if it's him kind of just getting more comfortable in this new Pease Bowen defense or not, I'm sorry, Vrabel Bowen defense, as opposed to the Pease defense, or if, um, you know, having better guys around him has made a difference. He was running with a real skeleton crew in the secondary last year. Um, or I've even seen the theory that he had a new baby last year. And so, you know, that's why he, he was just tired all the time. He wasn't yeah, prepping you could, like he should. You so I can really, yeah, 
I can relate to that. That might be the most likely of all of all the options. Um, but yeah, I, I think th- like having him be that you know star, that general of the secondary and the leader on defense, creating turnovers like he we, we've seen in the past has been huge. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's really hard right now um, because of how well that Diggs is playing on the Cowboys. But like I noticed yeah. that you I noticed you said that he may go through a little cold spell. I I don't know if he'll go through a cold spell. I just think teams will quit trying him. Because I think that eventually they're gonna realize that like, all right, like there's other quarterbacks for the Cowboys that we got a better shot at. Let's just stay away from Diggs because he's super opportunistic back there. But I think Byard's success comes a lot from I think our corners are doing a lot better job of being extremely sticky to the receivers, and he's able to kind of roam a little bit. And when he's able mm-hmm. to kind of do that, put he's able to put himself in position where he gets to make those big plays where he's around the ball a lot more instead of worrying yeah. about, oh, God, over the top. Like, we're actually sticking to receivers and giving it. And the rush, the pass rush has a lot to do with that because it's when you don't have that much time in the pocket and you got you don't have that much time to kind of just wait back there and throw it. I mean, we're, we're not giving quarterbacks, you know, 10 seconds back in the pocket anymore. So it helps a lot mm-hmm. uh, for Byron to kind of be able to come down and play in the play in the box a little bit or play across the middle, which has helped him a lot. Yeah, um, it, it'll be nice. You know, someone, I think Mina Kimes, um, who I think is great, tweeted out today how how awesome that the Titans' front four is in the pass rush. And is it, you know, even saying it's, it's the best in the league, which is insane considering where we were last year. I, I would say we we're probably the worst in the league last year. Um, yeah. But she said, but you know, that, that, that the secondary still has questions. And it's funny because... I can see how someone who hasn't followed the Titans would say that because I mean, look at some of the, the games we've given up to guys like Kyler Murray and, you know, the Jets won our, their only game against us. So I get it, but we have such great pieces. They've just not, I don't think they've all played together yet. Like if you go through um, Christian Fulton, Chris Jackson and Amani hooker, like those three guys have been banged up throughout the whole year. And I think after Kevin, like those are our best, DBs and I, I uh, you know when I was talking about Kevin being the um, you know the top rated safety if you take away the minimum snaps Amani Hooker's number two like that guy is a stud as well and Fulton's obviously been great and Chris Jackson I think is the most improved player so like if all four of those guys can be on the field at the same time and Jack Rabbit Jenkins he's actually you know had he's starting to get back to you know middle of the road and that's all we really need him to be if everybody else is playing well like I think this defense could like has a pretty high ceiling, um, especially with the way that that pass rush is playing. And if we can get the secondary on board, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself thinking we might be able to hit our stride just in time for the playoffs. But, you know, it's it's nice that Vrabel has been resting these guys and not forcing them to play injured. So when we get down the stretch, you know, they won't be good to go. Um, so that's what I'm kind of hoping for is that we'll just hit our stride right in time of playoffs. Everybody will be healthy. Um, it's been awesome that we've been able to win games without Hooker and Fulton and against these top teams, which is just crazy. I thought, I thought for sure we were going to get abused with those guys being out. Right. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk about the secondary, how they're improving, they're all playing together. They got a high ceiling. Do you still think that we need to try to make a move uh, before the trade deadline? Or? I, I mean, it kind of all depends. I'd have to be like. You know, I'd have to see 
what their plan was with Fulton because he's only got one left one week left on IR. Right. And so if they think he can be back after next week, I say, you don't have to do that. Cause I think, like I said, Jack rabbit's doing an okay job. So, you know, are we going to trade for fuller to be a third string, you know, share, even if he's splitting snaps with um, Jenkins um, it's kind of like, is that what we want to target for depth, you know, for the run when, you know, if it's a late pick, I, I guess that's okay. But I've seen like projected like a third round pick. I don't know if you'd have a big enough role barring a major injury to make it worth that. Um, so I wouldn't hate it. I think it's always good to have good cornerbacks, but it's kind of like, you know, what's the price versus the reward? Cause the other thing is, is he's been playing pretty terrible this year. Like I think the guy's a good quarterback. He had his good moments in Chicago, right? but it's kind of like, you don't necessarily know what you're getting. Cause this is going to be, you know, his third defensive scheme in a year. Um, I don't know. I, I think I would, I would probably pass at this point and um, use it on different resources, but like what, I said, where, I, I wouldn't if, hate it. If we did, if we did target something, what, where do you think it needs to be? Just O-line? For depth? But it, yeah, I, I guess for depth, but I mean, look, Lamb played great last week. Yeah. Um, and Brewer's, going to come back off IR and Redun's played pretty well. Like everybody has been stepping up pretty well in these injuries as evidenced by the fact that we were able to beat the chiefs. Like all right, you were at the game. Didn't it feel like every single drive, someone, a Titans player was down and had yeah, to walk oh, off. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every drop. Every drop. And I, it was I was a like, lot of, I, a lot of yeah, I was like, I don't, I was like, is Swain going to have to play guard? Like at the rate we're going here. I, I was going to go outside the Tennessee's, stadium and see if that guy that's been trying to like hold the sign outside of uh outside oh, of the yeah, park. Yeah. <laughs> i was gonna see if he was available to maybe come in yeah. and i was like you want to try out here's a live trial let's yeah. go yeah here's your shot buddy yeah that <laughs> that would be good but yeah i mean <laughs> it was it was getting ugly there and we were already had like a bunch of practice squad guys so i can understand getting some depth pieces um I, i've seen tight end thrown out a couple hayden hurst and evan ingram Ingram is like a great guy in theory, you know, big athletic. He could be used for different mismatches. Like that would be fun seeing him out there with AJ and Julio. Like that's a tough, a tough group to defend. Um, and Hayden Hurst was the other guy that I saw. And Hayden Hurst makes some sense because he's in that Arthur Smith offense right now. So, you know, it would be an easy transition. Um, I think I'd be okay with either of those guys, but it's kind of like, what would we give up for them? And how much better would they be than Michael Pruitt is right now? Like yeah, Pruitt is, true. he's been getting more and more opportunities. He's been taking advantage of it. Like he obviously catches. Like everybody was talking about um, Henry's pass, but that was that was a really nice catch that Pruitt had to make before going out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. And then even nicer catch was that one over the middle that was over his head and took a huge shot and came down with it. So like, I wouldn't be surprised to see more and more of him. And I'm still disappointed, man. Our guy Ferkser is just not. Not showing up. I don't get it. He's not there. Smartest guy, on the, smartest guy on the field, just not being able to kind of do his thing. And I think it sucks because he had such high expectation and we all were okay with uh, with John Smith leaving because of the fact that he's a better route runner, uh, was able to kind of make – probably not a better catcher, but he could make he was able to find holes a little bit better. Uh, I think John was a lot better in the red zone, but I thought that mm-hmm. first kid was going to actually show out in the red zone this year, and, and it's just not there. I mean, it's just, I think that they're, I think Pruitt is, 
he's working harder than first grades right now, and he's getting opportunities and taking advantage of it. And that's why he's seeing the field and he's in there to make plays, yep. which is working out for him. But it's just it's not what I expected. Yeah, and I think he's a, a better he's a better blocker than Ferkser too. So that's always going to get you opportunities in this offense. Yeah. Um, one name I saw floating around that I thought was kind of interesting was Melvin Ingram. Um, I'm of the proponent you can never have too many pass rushers, and like yeah, the pass rush is always is already great, but adding another weapon like that and with the kind of stunts and alignments that this defense like you know Bowen likes to do, he could be another weapon in you know. With Bud Dupree being banged up, um, I actually think Melvin Ingram is like better than Bud Dupree, if I'm being completely honest. But, you know, I I think he would be maybe like the best in terms of um, value for what we'd give up. Because I don't think, you know, we'd have to give up as high of a pick as we would for someone like Fuller um, or even, you know, Hayden Hurst or Ingram. Because he's on like just a one year deal. He's older. Um, You know, so we could get like a, fifth or sixth round pick for him might as well just beef up that pass rush because that's and then once you get to the playoffs you're just rotating guys keeping them fresh and it's unrelenting because that was the thing you know when we played the chiefs in the playoffs that year i think lane like i remember landry played an insane amount of snaps and he was just dragging i'm like the dude is a workhorse but i don't know we need we already have uh ola who's been doing a good job but to get another legit veteran pass rusher in there, I think would be pretty huge, but yeah. I'm not, it's not something I'm like hankering for, but barring yeah. injury, I, there's nothing I'm like, we need to go get this now. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we could probably, when we're clicking, I think that we can play with anybody right now at this moment. Um, I know that we talked about Ingram a little bit. Uh, I think before the season, whenever it, it mm-hmm. was kind of floating around. So it's been a, it's been something that's been kind of talked about. I don't know if they'll make a move, but I think that uh, us as fans should be satisfied with the product that we have right now. If we're able to get everybody back and we're able to kind of, we're able to go into the playoffs and we're healthy, then I think that we're going to give ourselves a really good shot to make a run. It's just, uh, I'm really anxious to see how, how we compete with the Rams. I always said that if we don't, <clears throat> we don't need to win that game, but I want to see if we can, if I want to see how we compete against one of the teams that everybody's like, oh, like, they're definitely going. They're going Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I want to say I would compete against somebody like that. Uh, everybody knew that the Chiefs had issues. We did beat the Bills, which they had a lot of hype. I mean, we talked about them being the, one of the best teams in the NFL, uh, let alone the AFC. So I want, to, I want to see how we compete against some of those bigger ones. Uh, clearly, we got the Colts this week. Uh, big division game, uh, big, big implications on this game. We could pretty much put our foot – on the throat of the division, if we're able to pull this one out, uh, what in your mind? Because I know you, and I know how I think too. What in your mind worries you the most going into this game? Um, it's always a little tricky. I think playing teams that do the same thing you want to do, um, and that's kind of what the Colts are. You know, they love to run the ball. They're a very physical team, so it's kind of hard to like find the mismatches a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's really just going to be a knockout, drag them out battle. And so it's, it's one of those things. It's almost like whoever gets the last, the, the possession last sometimes win those because not always high scoring. Um, yeah. I think, I think what I'm worried about is, you know, 
Carson Wentz is a completely different quarterback, I think, than we – I won't say completely. He's healthy now, which makes a difference. Um, and I think that the, the the offensive – it's a little tough because they're getting a lot of hype, but they still haven't really played anybody good. The 49ers are not a great team. Um, and so I'm, I'm a little skeptical that the hype is deserved just yet, but, you know, they got a lot of injuries. Um, so it's really just Carson Wentz has gotten healthy and Jonathan Taylor has continued to ball out and Quentin Nelson came back. That is a big one. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, we were, we had the clear advantage last time because Carson Wentz just couldn't move. So we're going to see, I think a little bit different of an offense. We saw him moving around pretty good last week. Um, and you know, I think Frank Reich is a, I really do think he's a good coach and he's good at limiting, the weaknesses of his quarterback. I mean, he was win- winning a decent amount of games with Jacoby Brissett, who really is, you know, he's a backup quarterback. And I think Wentz obviously has his flaws. He threw a ton of interceptions last year, and he's just not doing that this year. Like Reich knows how to put guys in the position to succeed. And so to get um, for him to be healthy, I think opens up that offense a lot more. So it'll be interesting to see how the Titans play that because they'll probably be looking at a lot of different stuff than they looked at their first game. Yeah. I I think it's going to be one of those games where we're going to have to find a way to get in Wentz's face. We're going to have to cause a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, they, they do a really good job of uh, – they do a really good job of kind of neutralizing our offense a little bit more than what we're used to. I mean, look how easy we moved the ball against the Bills and the Chiefs, and we did not move the ball like that against the Colts. So I think that we're going to have to come in this game with a – a little bit of different mindset, <clears throat> but I also think that may, I also think it makes a difference depending on how how Julio's feeling, how AJ's feel. AJ's obviously he's starting to he's starting to get a little bit of a stride now, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, if he's actually hitting his stride, I think we may actually have a little bit of chance to let Tannehill kind of do his thing. And if if Tannehill, if Tannehill plays really well in this offense, we don't lose. So I think yeah. that uh, I think that's going to be extremely important for him to be ready to go. But he is getting a little bit more comfortable with those weapons out there, and he's finding he's finding his target. And uh, he dropped he put he was throwing absolute dots oh, yeah. against the Chiefs. Like I mean I mean over the hands of outstretched defenders, and he's dropping it in a bread bucket. Perfect. I mean I mean so like if he's able to kind of get in the stride and those guys start clicking, then I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a ball game. It's, I'm always excited when we play a division game. Um, don't really care about the Jags as much, but it's still it's still fun to watch. But uh, this one's a, this was always a big one. We know we know the uh, the implications of it, and I think we need to go in here. We need to put the division away. That's what that's what's yep. really big. For me. So we need to actually go ahead and close that out, and then we can start talking about playoff season after the fact. Um, but speaking of playoff season, I saw a uh, I saw it's the season ended now, and it had us matched up against the Chargers. So I wanted to know what everybody thought. And it was a lot of people that are scared of the Chargers. I think that the Chargers' run defense is so bad that I actually oh, yeah. don't mind the matchup. No, that that's a pretty favorable one. I mean, look at what the Ravens did against them. Like, had their way. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about the Chargers. I mean, you to a degree, you're always going to be worried when you're playing a quarterback like Herbert in the in the playoffs because like he can just put the team on his back. Um, but in terms of like what, you know, when we talk about matchups with the Colts, what we like to do, that's a favorable matchup. Um, but kind of going back to what you were talking about with Tannehill too, um, you know, that's been the biggest question about him, right? When we've gotten to the playoffs is 
these teams have purposely taken away what the Titans like to do best, which is to, you know, run the hell out of Derrick Henry. He didn't have a big game against the Chiefs. They committed that we're going to stop Derrick Henry and make Tannehill beat us. Now, again, that Chiefs defense is not fearsome at all, but like he stepped up and he was just, like you said, just slinging it all over the place, making perfect passes, you know, hitting guys in stride that allows for extra yak. Um, so that's what that's encouraging, right? That's what we want to see. And it's against, you know, who knows what they'll be going forward, but what we thought would be a legit playoff contender. Um, and even against the bills, the bills, you know, they were a much better defense and he struggled in that first half, but that second half, he was a huge factor, obviously in that turnaround. So, um, I, I think, I think that'll be another test for him against, um, against Indy because I think they're going to try and follow up and and see if they can stop Henry. I mean, Henry Henry had a pretty solid game against them the first time, 113 yards, a little over four yards to carry. Definitely not usual Henry stats. So they're one of the teams that plays him better. So we'll, we'll see what Tannehill can do, but it's obvious what having a healthy A.J. Brown can do um, and what kind of weapon he can be. So like I think we just, we got to, I always talk about the ceiling for the Titans and what they can be. And I think that's, that's what we saw in that first half is, you know, using the play action perfectly and finding AJ and Julio on the crossers. We've been using a lot more crossers lately, which has been nice. I think that really, really plays well into our game. Um, But yeah, let's, I'm hoping to see more of that from Tannehill because that's going to make me feel good. Go ahead and into the playoffs. Another thing that I really liked is um, I do like the fact that uh, we're doing a really good job of kind of getting teams in unfavorable third down situations. I think last year, if it was last year, if it was third and long, it still was a it still was a worry. (laughs) Now, if it's like if it's like third and eight, we're like we're really stepping up and making like some kind of plays and making making it a really it's a challenge now. Like now. Mm. Now on third and long, like we're like, okay, hey, like we actually got a shot in this. We don't really freak out when we see it. And I think that uh, that's a testament to that team being really, really aggressive on first and second down to, to make teams uncomfortable. And if we, we're able to kind of keep up that pressure, then I think it, what it does is put our secondary in a good spot to where they're not having to cover for it as long. And I think that's what was giving up so many long passes. Yep. We just were not getting after any quarterback. It just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be something that's going to be key down the, down the stretch. That's why I said Melvin Ingram, man. You can never have too many pass rushers. Just keep getting after him, keep him fresh, keep that stable going. Um, yeah, I, I think pressure has been a huge difference maker. And I do think the, the secondary play has been better because, you know, I felt like last year, even when we got to the quarterback and hurried him, our, our cornerbacks couldn't stay with anybody to save their lives. So quarterback would scramble and always would find someone open. So I don't think that's completely better this time around or this year, but I think that's definitely been an improvement. Um, and just having, we've had pretty much an overhaul in that secondary and I think it's, it's definitely shown. And so I'll pose this question to you as well. Um, you know, when J Rob was having pressers, um, you know, at the beginning of the off season, he kind of indicated that they thought the players were maybe more of the issue than the scheme. And I think that was shown 
by how he completely revamped the defense and got a whole bunch of new starters in. And it's starting to look like he might've been right. Right. Like, I don't think they're doing any, you know, they are doing different stuff on defense, but then you're kind of getting into a chicken and the egg situation, right? Like, were they having that defense because they couldn't trust any of their defensive players to do what they wanted them to do. And now they're able to open it up. Like, I think that's where we're starting to look at. You might have a point. He may have been right. And that's why he makes the money and we don't. Uh, the whole thing is, is yeah, I think that there were a lot of players that were playing very undisciplined, not well coached, and I think it got to a point to where they were playing hero ball instead of doing it, doing things very fundamentally sound. And I think that they've worked on that a lot this offseason. And it's crazy because some of the some of the guys with less experience were able to kind of play a lot better. Um, I it just really comes down to believing in the system that you kind of have and just doing your job. And I think that that is something that uh, a lot of players we had the year before didn't do. Uh, and that was uh, that was key for them to kind of get everything going. I mean, when you bring in a JV on County, you bring in a Vic Beasley who've been around, who've been around for a while, who have, have some kind of name for themselves and everything like that. They kind of lose that hunger. They, uh, they kind of get away from, what they're supposed to be doing their assignment whenever they, because they're just going off of that pure talent that they're supposed to have. Yeah. But when, when everybody does, when everybody does what they're supposed to do and they do it the way that they're supposed to do it, then what that does is plays that are get being called or called because they're supposed to go against a certain play that a coaches watch film over, over and over and over. When they do this, if we do this, we have a really good chance of being successful. I think we're doing a better job this year of actually sticking to our assignments and doing things the right way. And we're not leaving somebody out there in La La Land to just get yeah. like roasted for 70 yard bombs. <clears throat> so I think that's, a, I think that has a lot to do with it. J Rob might have a point. I think also that when your coach calls you out like that though, that I think you kind of, you kind of turn things around. Kevin Byer took yeah. a lot of slack last year. You don't think he yeah. saw that? Like he know, he know, he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of players on that team that know. I'm really, really anxious to see what Jaron Brown does when he gets back. Yeah, it'll, it'll be great to have him back. Real, real quick, though, you mentioned Clowney. Titans Twitter has been very silent, but that dude has been balling out this year. I don't know yeah, if has, you've yeah, seen. And, yeah. and, and granted, it's, it's nice to have Miles Garrett on the other side of you. But, man, I, I, I'm a little – like, I feel a little bit validated because I, like, was preaching that this guy was good, and then he came and sucked it up. And so, you know, everybody's like, oh, he was trash the whole time. And so I just kind of, you know, took my L and went home. But now he's he, – I, I think it all comes down to motivation, right? Like, I think he must have just been checked out from the get-go. He showed up late. It was a weird offseason with COVID. I don't think he – he must not have been I, – I was thinking about this. Dude must not have been training at all, right? Like, probably yeah. just hitting the, hitting the elliptical to stay in shape and then shows yeah. up just not with it, took his paycheck and went home um but yeah that's that's you know titans twitter hasn't been talking on that because that one stings a little bit to see him go and and uh doing what we had hoped he'd do here yeah i yeah i also think that the browns defense fits him a little bit better like you said i mean miles garrett doesn't hurt but uh the way that the the way that the browns kind of run their defense definitely helps a lot i think he would have did really well this year with the way that they're the with some of the stuff that they're doing i think he would have done really well here but it is what it is. We didn't get a chance to get it that second year with him. Am I upset about it? No, not right now. But uh, but I do think that it it is one of those situations where we got we kind of have to 
look in the mirror and be like, you know what? Listen, it, it was just it was just the defense and whole. It wasn't clowning last year. He wasn't trash. Yeah. Uh, so Vic Beasley, on the other hand, I said was trash, trash from the day we signed right. him. He was trash during the season, and he's still trash. I don't I don't think he's. We might never see him in the league again. So he really took his paycheck and went home. That yeah, was that think, was the biggest disaster. I think you had a tweet somewhere about like him just like yeah uh, somebody like sleep. Oh, it was that Donald Duck thing where like he's like sleeping <laughs> when they were trying to call. It was like somebody yeah. needed a pass rusher and it was like Vic Beasley right now. And he was like, no, nah, I've turned over. <laughs> like, yeah, good. he just yeah he he was just like I want to get one more good because he used to say he wanted to like open up a church or something. He's just like I need one more big paycheck. Let yep. me just get that guaranteed money and then peace out. I think that's that's basically what he did. Um, so, yeah, that's the other thing. You know, talking about Clowney, everybody focuses on how big of a bust Clowney was. I, I think we paid Vic Beasley more, and he did absolutely nothing. I mean, the only guy who was less productive than him last year was Isaiah Wilson. So, like, <laughs> yeah. and, we, and we didn't pay him barely anything. So, like, yeah. I, I feel like Vic Beasley, I, you know, Titans Twitter is a pretty malicious lot. You know, if, if, if stuff like that doesn't go their way, Vic Beasley feels like he got a pretty big free pass. He did. He really did. I think he did because I think that we all thought Clowney was going to be like so good that we didn't pay attention to Vic Beasley's contract when he got it. We were like, yeah, whatever. We got Clowney. Like, yeah. it was, it was because it was the big signing of the offseason. So it was like, oh, Clowney, Clowney. Now it's Julio. And we know Julio's going to be able to, and Julio's had enough, he's had enough flashes to where we're like, you know what? If he can't play that much, I get it, this, that, and the other. But there's a lot of people. I saw a lot of people out there twerping right now that are talking about how, like, they think Julio is healthy, that Rabel's just kind of holding him back and got him on a snap count. I just think that I just think that Julio, because he's older, it takes a little bit more time to recover. I think he really he, he really does just tighten up. Well, I, I, can, I can kind of buy into, like, that they're being super conservative with him because, like, um define healthy right like i think he's a dude at 32 he's had all these injuries i think he's just like one play away from being hobbled and so i think when they see him come off like i i remember i don't know if it was this game or against the bills i think it was this last game came off the field a little gingerly like nothing nothing bad and then you know they they flash to him a few plays later and he's like chirping in i think rob moore's ear wanting to go back in he's like no you're not Right. I think anytime, I don't think as much as a snap count, but if they see him even give like the slightest indication that he's tight, he's been, you know, something didn't feel right on that play. They're like, all right, you're on ice. And like, they're just, they're not going to risk it. And I'm honestly okay with that. Like right. save him for when we need him because yeah, what, I don't want him going. To do? What good is it do to be in the playoff hunt? And like know that you like, what, like we lock up a slot and then like, he just, he's just not there. Like the whole right. playoff. It does us right. no good. And I think that's, it's, what, that's you know, what a lot of people are. And it's, it's good, too, because they're playing him in enough that he's not, you know, going to get rusty or anything. He's still getting a decent amount of snaps. But you're right. Like, get to the playoffs and let him play the whole game because he has that energy and he's able to do so. Like, that's, you know, they're finding ways to win with him on a limited basis. Um, I do think that it helps that AJ is carrying some of that load. Um because I think we saw from the Jets, like you really just need those playmakers out there to have, you know, feel the real good out offense. And there's such a drop off after those guys from, you know, to our other wide receivers um, that it makes 
it makes it really hard on Tannehill to get anything done when the defense doesn't respect your wide receivers. So at least having one of those guys out there and active makes a huge difference. So the fact that AJ seems to be feeling probably the best he's felt all year, it looks like, you know, despite, you know, his Chipotle, his battle with Chipotle, like he was still, he he was running a little lighter. It seemed like he's, so maybe that was it. He he upped his speed. He he definitely lost a few pounds. Yeah. Yeah, He he was about 10 pounds lighter out there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Maybe he found a secret. Yeah. You surprised people aren't like still on that whole maybe what you call golden tape train? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like I feel like a lot of people. I actually think that he's better than people give him credit for. I think you know he had yeah, one too. if if a year in in with the Giants, um, and that's because they're the Giants. And I yeah, think I, that. Um. I think he'd be a pretty valuable contributor. Like, I think he'd, he'd be our third best wide receiver if he were to join the team right now and fit really nice in that slot. Um, but I'm also not clamoring for him. You know, you, you've heard some stuff about how he's maybe not the best locker room guy. Yeah. Um, so you'd really want to, like, question his motivation. Like, are you just here for a paycheck right now or are you, like, buying into this? Um, I, you know, I do think he could bring something to the offense, but I think it's kind of telling he hasn't been signed, right? Like, there's – He's better than a lot of guys on rosters right now. So we'll see. I mean, if you're talking about trades or anything, if you really wanted, you know, to improve your team, like there's guys out there in free agency, like Golden Tate, who could arguably do that. You know, I'd rather sign Golden Tate for nothing than trade for a tight end. Like I think a Golden Tate brings you more value than, you know, a Hayden Hurst does, if I'm being honest. Um Again, not clamoring for that. I think we're we're pretty set. I think our wide receiver depth is actually pretty good. Getting Marcus Johnson back has been nice as well. Um, but I don't know. Maybe if you know Chester Rogers doesn't come back to normal, you know, get back to health, and we lost Batson. I mean, if you really want to make a, if we get to the end of the year, we really want to make a playoff push. Get as many hands on deck as you can. Go for yep. it. Who cares? Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, like I mean, Marcus Johnson. I mean, he he's. He was like that guy, man. Everybody was saying he was wide receiver like three during yeah. the preseason when he was balling out. I mean, I think maybe just let him develop. You never know what you might get out of him. So we'll see exactly what we get there. Um, I don't remember. Did Evans come off the? Did Evans come off hobbling again? Yeah, there's there was some some smoke about that today because you know we saw we worked out John to Foreman. Um, so now it's like, oh, is Evans not coming back? But I mean, they had the injury report today and he wasn't listed at all. So right. unless they're being secretive and going to put him right on IR, which I don't, I, I think it would have been said if he wasn't practicing, I think he was practicing today, but yeah, I think I definitely saw him have one play where he got, he got a, he got the ball and, you know, came off gingerly and I'm not sure if he went back in, man, that's, that's the guy like at a certain point, and again, we're getting ahead of ourselves here because we're not even sure if he's hurt, but it's like, you know, you know how much emphasis Vrabel has placed on availability recently. And like, dude, if you can't stay out there, like, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, Henry's snap count. There's a difference between limiting his snaps and making him run the ball literally every single time in the game. Right. right. It's, it's okay to spell him with guys and that's not necessarily limiting his snaps. That's just, I think a normal, you know, very rarely do you see like the workloads where dudes are running to 40 times a game with no help. Like that's just not how it works anymore. Getting a guy like, and 
you know, even if McNichols and Evans are healthy, they're not, they, they're, you know, they're not power backs. They're little scat guys. And so it'd be nice getting a guy like Foreman who, um, you know, kind of fits that physical running game that we like, you know, he's six, one, like two twenty five. dude, dude is built. Um, yep. you know, we had Makai Sargent, but he was, you know, he's thick, but he's like five, eight, five, nine, yeah, like getting guy. that big body in there. Um, so we'll see, it'll be interesting to see how Evans progresses through the rest of the year. If he can stay healthy the rest of the year. Okay. If he can't, I mean, maybe draft a running back in like the sixth round to be like a Donta Foreman. You know, there's some really good running backs that drop late in the draft that you can pick up um, that you see running the ball now. And even some undrafted guys, I guess, too, if you're looking at like James Robinson. But um, I think you really do need – it's not going to be a running back by committee by any means, but it's going to be a guy just to, to, you know, to be able to hand it off and and give Derek a, a breather before he comes back in the next play. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So I guess we could go ahead and uh, we can roll into the stat portion. You got some, uh, you got any fun stats that you want to share with us? I really only have one today, um, but I do think it's like kind of important for this weekend. You, you talked about stuff, um, you know, what I was worried about for this matchup. And this is something that I was thinking about um, in our first matchup, Jonathan Taylor only had 10 carries but he went for 64 yards. So averaging, you know, 6.4 yards a carry since, you know, including that game and through last week at San Francisco, um, he's carried the ball 73 times for 472 yards at 6.47 yards per attempt. Uh, Derrick Henry over that same time span has run it 139 times, which is crazy. The difference there almost double the amount of carries, but at four and a half yards per attempt. So like, obviously Derrick Henry is better than Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor has been playing at insane pace lately. And the fact that they only gave him 10 carries in a game where Carson Wentz was hobbled blows my mind, especially when he was eating us up as bad as he was. So that's the only thing that I'm a little worried about going into this, this weekend is I feel like the defense has been susceptible to the run at times. Um, mostly because of missed tackles and Jonathan Taylor has been playing insane lately. And if we miss tackles against him, like, it's kind of like a Henry situation where he is so big and so fast, like he's, he's going to get a big chunks of yard, if not take it to the house. So that's what I'm, I'm looking at is the run defense has to step up because everything really now is running through Jonathan Taylor, kind of like how we run everything through Derrick Henry. Um, so I'm not as scared of Carson Wentz and, you know, any play action or passing attack that they have as, you know, teams should be of Ryan Tannehill and Julio and AJ. So it's even more important for us to like to stop the run and make Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman beat us. Cause they don't have T Y Hilton. They don't have Paris Campbell. It's basically Pittman and Mo Alley Cox. So, you know, that's a little bit less, you know, fear fearsome of a twosome than julio and aj so like we got to stop jonathan got to make carson and and the boys beat us yeah uh, yeah, i agree i mean jonathan taylor played at wisconsin for 15 years 
I mean, yeah. literally 15 years. Like, yeah. I, I remember, I feel like I feel like I was in high school, and I was like, man, Wisconsin's always got a good running back, and it was always Jonathan Taylor. Like, yeah. the the guy is he was just made to be a running back, and when he was at Wisconsin, he was a phenomenal running back. Knew he was going to be a great running back in the league. He just looks like a running back. If you look, if you like, can build a running back. Obviously, Derek Henry's uh, Derek Henry's not your prototypical running back because of how he's built. He's just, he's yeah. a, he's an alien. But if you're like, I just want to build like a body of a running back. Jonathan Taylor looks like a, he looks like a running back. Has like a has like a quick cut, and he has the speed, has the power, knows the hole, has a vision, and he just is built like it. I guess what he's let me see. He's 5'10, 226, and he ran a 439. Like yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it shows on tape too. Like, dude plants his foot and is gone. Like some of those runs he had against San Francisco, they just couldn't couldn't keep up with him. And it's kind of interesting too, you know, and, and I get they've got Marlon Mack, they got Naheem Hines, but um for a team that acts like they want to run the ball so much, he's never topped 20 carries this season. His, his his single game high is 18, and that was last week. Like, I, I'm kind of shocked that they're not, you know, if they, they say they want to run the ball, like, keep running at the, the ball with the guy who's getting it at 6.5 yards per carry. Why Man. why are you straying away from that? Um, so, yeah, I'll be, you know, the Titans have been, you know, I think we talked earlier about um, Rashawn Evans and David Long, how they were struggling with missed tackles. Um, we talked about it a few pods ago, and I think I saw some other stat that they they I think they either missed one or zero tackles against the Chiefs, and that really like missed tackles goes a long way in terms of inflating the score. So to cut those out is huge. We're gonna have to do that against uh, Indianapolis, especially against a running back like Jonathan Taylor, who will make you pay for it if you miss those tackles. All right? Yeah, that's that's for sure. I, yeah, I, I never understand that. Like, I feel like. The coaches like Frank Wright is known as a quarterback whisperer, so I feel like he's just so hell bent on making Carson Wentz like this success thing when it, that since he yeah. came here or whatever. And I feel like they force it, but I feel like that the, every time that the coach, other than when Edron James was there, I feel like the coach have always wanted to just sling. I, I get when you have Peyton Manning there, but yeah. they've always wanted to like beat us in like the passing game for some reason, and they always have like a decent running back. And I'm like, like, I don't understand why you guys just don't like implement that to your game plan. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud and they probably would uh, probably would have won a couple more games if they like leaned on him a little bit more, like mm-hmm. gave him 25, 28 carries a game, but I don't know what it is. They want to sling the rock. It's just, I'm going to be pretty depressed when it's this week that they decide they want to give him 30 carries and he keeps doing it like six and a half yards a carry. Um, you know, but yeah, by all means, please, please pass with Carson Wentz instead. Like, did you see that little flipsy do he did, uh, in the red zone where they they ended up calling it a, they called it a fumble, but it was like a little shot put interception he did there. Yeah. That's, that's what we need to do this week is just get pressure on him, you know, make tackles on early downs So they're in those third long situations and then create some turnovers. Um, keep, keep Jonathan Taylor out of it. Carson Wentz is the king of the most insane interceptions I've ever or turnovers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. <clears throat> but speaking of that, uh, yeah, let me go into my two minute warning here. So 
two-minute warning. So I think that in order for the Titans to come out of this game, one, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I know we gave him enough praise here. We talked, we talked about him, and he's not even one of the, like, the top three backs in the league rushing yards right now, if, if I'm not mistaken, because they don't give him the he, ball. he might be up well, there yeah. now. Well, yeah, I know it's – you, you, uh, you keep doing your two-minute warning. Uh, I'll get uh, you, I'll, 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 Yeah. Yeah, look that up for me. Uh, two, we got to make sure – I, I, Landry has to continue to go absolute super saiyan on the league right now. If he's able to get pressure and we're able to get pressure up the middle on Carson, Carson Wentz likes to, he, he, he'll take a sack instead of doing it, except for whenever he wants to like do some kind of stupid stuff and throw like a screen interception, but he'll, he'll fold and take a sack. He doesn't like to get hit. He's, he's already fragile enough. He's made of like the <laughs> weakest of glass. He's made of the glass that they use on like those, fluorescent light bulbs that those long ones that you barely tap they like shatter he's made of that so you got to get pressure on to make and make mistakes uh three it's just defensively just stay on stay on your man and be able to keep kevin Bayer to be able to do what he wants to do if jam brown is going to play put him in a position to where he could fit back into the scheme without hurting what the the progress that the defense has made because what the last thing i want to do is have to hear everybody go off about how J.R. Brown is back. Yeah, but he didn't do this and he didn't do that. He looks terrible. He ain't ready. Like, let's not put him in that position. Let's make sure he's ready to go and we put him in a position where he can be successful. Um, three, we got to get Derek, uh, fourth and last thing, we got to get Derek Henry back on track to do his thing. Uh, it's crazy because 80, 86 yards for a running back is not a bad day. For Derek Henry, it's a bad day. So I think that um, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill can have a big day. If, uh, if they commit to that, so he's going to have to be able to step up if he has to. He's shown that he can. But I feel like that Derek Kibbert is going to have, like, he's going to bust one this week. But that's the two-minute one. Drew, uh, I'm, all, I'm always here for, for Henry getting a long run. So oh, yeah. I, I hope he comes. I mean, he's due, right? It's been one game. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing this one. All right, Sam. Jonathan Taylor, second in the league in rushing yards. Really? Yeah. Really? Right after Henry. So he's he's at 579. Wow. Joe Mixon's at 539. I think part oh, of it too you know is what? <coughs> Chubb was hurt, didn't play. Chubbed, yep. And then, Chubb and then Joe play. Mixon Joe Mixon hurt his ankle. So it because it was it was well Henry. and and El- Zeke had a bye, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was why he jumped up like that. But yeah. he is second. Yeah. Joe Mixon wasn't number two for the longest. Yep. Yeah, which was crazy. Which was crazy. Which was crazy because I one I forgot that he was in the damn league. Like <laughs> two, and, and then like two. Like it's crazy because um, I I used to uh, produce a podcast for a guy, and he did an interview with the guy that drafted Joe Mixon, and they went into all that talk about the trouble that he mm-hmm. got in and all that stuff. And then like it's crazy because he like came back from all that. And he's still super freaking productive and it's insane yes, yeah. and i don't think that he gets enough credit for that in that Bengals offense for what they're able to do i'm a little bitter because i was like a big proponent of drafting mixon in fantasy leagues like i did it like two straight years and so this year i'm like all right i can't i can't get I can't get my heart broken again. And of course that's the year he chooses to finally go off. So again, it's like clowny. Like I'm justified in my scouting, but I don't get to reap the rewards. So that's the, that's the story of my life. I will say another stat here for you. I was ragging on Pittman a little bit, but he's 15th in the league in receiving yards. So he's got 508. 
it's been a pretty pretty good threat for them and we saw him uh make that nice deep uh, deep play against san francisco last week so he is a guy to watch but i think you know with without campbell and hilton or any real threats there you know i'm not too worried about zach pascal um he's the guy we gotta focus on is, is hilton out for the whole year i don't think so i think Paris Campbell is. I don't think okay. Hilton. I, I haven't seen that Hilton is. It's crazy uh, because I, I think that – imagine how much better they would be if Hilton's in the game. Like, oh, that, that one game he was back to – yeah, he was like right back to his old self, leading wide, leading receiver. Like he's he's a huge part of what they want to do. Um, did you hear actually that he said um, – it was either when he was injured or like this offseason when he was deciding – I think he saw, he was a free agent, was considering retiring. And like he said, he called Andrew Luck, like to get his input on what he should do. And he's like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have called Andrew because he was really talking me into retiring." <laughs> I was like, Damn it! Like, wish he was successful. You know, oh yeah. That's what Luck need. Luck needs like we need to get Luck set up with Quentin Nelson, uh, oh. DeForest Buckner, Darius let, Leonard. Let, let, let him go start ahead and talk campaigning to, for retirement. Go ahead and all these go ahead and talk players. to. He can go ahead and talk to Taylor. And be like, listen, listen, don't do this yeah. to your body. <laughs> The co- the yeah. co- fans they don't appreciate it. Just get out of there. I can hear him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he's got to be like he's the last person that you really want to call in that situation. Call Peyton Manning or something like Peyton's like, yeah, I would have played football until I was fifty, but Eli is you know he, he was winning Super Bowls and I wasn't gonna win another, so I got out. Like just, that's a, that was a good Peyton impression. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah people that, can't see but you you got the hand motions right as well yeah, that's it, that's it. I, I think you've been practicing in the mirror <laughs> i've been watching too much of that manning cast man it's so freaking it's so it's a masterpiece like it is the fact that yeah. it took him that long to do it it's bananas like, like i'm so i'm so bummed that we didn't get to see uh and you were at the game but that they didn't do the monday night when the titans played the bills nope. that would have been awesome some awesome it'd been really awesome there. he'd have been shot he would have been going off on Mahomes. He's like, yeah. I just don't. He's like, I can hear. I, like, he would just be talking about how Mahomes is just like forcing the ball, trying to do too much, and it just it would have been it would have been classic. I would have. He, he like, gets so frustrated that. by bad quarterback plans. Yeah, he hates it. He hates. It. He gets he gets frustrated by bad football. Like he's just, he's hilarious. Eli's just alone for the damn ride, but mm-hmm. it's still so funny. Like I love watching him. Marshawn Lynch <laughs> having him having Marshawn Lynch on there was a, a, a it was a gamble, but. He, uh, we yeah, all, the producer honestly, was we probably sweating that whole segment. Oh, Rightfully yeah. so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we all love him, but golly, he dropped that f ball right at the bat. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it took him that long. That showed some restraint. That's yeah, pretty impressive on his part. Yeah, especially when he was already drunk. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But big game this weekend. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can close out the division. But uh, all right, before we go, give me your score prediction. Let's see. What was we should we should keep picking us not to win. That's worked so far. I know. I know. <laughs> um let's see. I think the Titans have another. I, I'm gonna go like tw- um 28-24 Titans. 28-24. I'll say 31-21 Titans. Okay. Little double digit win. All right. What's they, the line? I haven't looked. They started out as like under. Did they start yeah, they as were. Underdogs? They were underdogs. I think it was minus one last time I seen it. I don't know what's at now. But they Let's do see. not have us favored by a lot. Let's see. 
We're still, yeah, plus one and a half. Might be a little, good little money line opportunity. Oh, oh yeah. You better believe I'm throwing money at it in a heartbeat. I mean, it's just, it's, it's got to be a, it's going to be a barn burner. But um, and that yeah. concludes Nick and Sam's gambling segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. Listen, I, earlier in the season, I tell you roll with me, but right now, fade me, boy. I was cold. I was cold this weekend. <laughs> cold. I think I went. I think I went over freaking six. But I bet all sports. So if you want, if you want my bets in Chinese bas- in Chinese baseball, holler at me. I'm good at that. But uh, other than that, but the the the, uh, the NFL was not nice to me. But I'm I'm coming back this week stronger than ever. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, having a money line. Well, anyway, you listen to podcasts. Be sure you go on here, subscribe, give us five stars, write a little review. Uh, you can talk about how Nick's voice sounds so sexy on the mic, and say, and I sound absolutely like I have Corona right now. But uh, be sure you listen to it. Give us a little comment. Make sure you follow uh, at Unfiltered Titan on Twitter, Music City Miracles. Uh, yeah, we are definitely, definitely looking forward to being on here next week talking about how we smack the Cubs. And until then, tighten up. Tighten up, FTC.